The Guardian. Well, we've just come to the end of our first week of shows. Uh, it's been a wonderful week. Here's a selection of some of the best bits so far, starting with Dan Antopolsky and his rap about sandwiches. We also had Brendan Burns and Brad Eklund with us that show. As expected, Brendan was outrageous. Come on, Miles, show me your best bits. Are you hungry? Yeah, I could eat something, yeah. What do you, uh, what do you fancy? Um, I want a sandwich, yeah, I want a sandwich. Want an exciting one and not a bland which Don't want a thin one made with ham which sticks in my teeth or a raspberry jam squidge. I want a sandwich, want a double-decker, triple-decker, want a mayonnaise shirt specker. I want to love it more than my wife. Gonna call it the homewrecker. Mmm. A sandwich can be more than it seems. You can have it in your car, in your face, in your dreams, in the office, on the beach, on the train, on the rocks. Eat it on a picnic with Ultravox. Well, have you ever had a picnic with Ultravox? Because when you have a picnic with Ultravox, you have to hand me or his sandwich, or he'll blubber like a little man bitch. Bob Geldof was grandstanding. Does this have organic lamb in? Me, 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 me. Ah, oh, shut up, Midge, and eat your sandwich. Yeah, never go on a picnic with Ultravox. That's my message. Moving on. Don't be afraid of this knife I've brandish. Gonna need a napkin and not a bandage. Although I know I have you at a disadvantage. Cause you're hungry and I got the makings of a sandwich. Bread, bread. Uh-huh, uh-huh. That's what I said. Bread, filling, bread. Well, let me hear you, Guardian. That's the way you make a sandwich. Bread, filling, bread. It's classical, unimprovable. Bread filling bread? Oh yeah! Well, am I serious? Do the archers live in Ambridge? Is Java an application-oriented programming language? No, no it's object-oriented. Uh, let's have a sandwich. Yeah. Let's fill it up with something outlandish. Yeah. Cheese, ham, pickle, and radish. Oh. It's a curveball, I know, but just give it a chance and let your saliva flow. Bread, filling, bread. I'm gonna eat a sandwich every day until I am dead. Bread, filling, bread. Well, let me hear you, Guardian. That's the way you make a sandwich. Bread, filling, bread. It can be buttered, but it cannot be bettered. Man, woman, man. Stop. That is the wrong kind of sandwich. Yeah. Black pepper, black pepper, black pepper. But just what is a sandwich? Hmm. Cheese on toast is not a sandwich. No. Croque monsieur is not a sandwich. No. Tessa Jowell is not a sandwich. Obviously not. She's a minister. She's not even in the right area. Christmas time is not a sandwich. No. Natasha Kaplinsky is not a sandwich. No. Peanut butter is not a sandwich. Actually, that one is quite a famous sandwich. In the future, you will be able to download a sandwich if you have a download code and the bandwidth. 24 kbps marmite and cucumber materialize on my mouse mat. Ah. So do you want the sandwich? Uh, yeah, I would actually quite like that sandwich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thanks for making it for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What's that? It is quite a long fade out, yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Ladies and gentlemen, Don Antipolsky! The Guardian Live at the Gilded Balloon. This ought to be interesting. I must admit, when I was woken up this morning to doing a live podcast to a bunch of Brit Eklund fans. <laughs> I'll tell you what, how about you come on as one of my slutty dancers tonight? How about that? I'll get you in the Xena Warrior Princess gear. Oh, I have to say, my, both myself and Dan, as you wandered on, her skirt's completely see-through from that lighting. <laughs> And I'd just like to let you all know that Brit downstairs still in very good nick. It was, it was all in order, more like fit Eklund. Ah, 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 oh, come on! 
Right, well, Come on! We That's what wins you the big one! There we are. Woo! <laughs> Wow. High fiving, not really my thing, but it's great to be part of what you do, Brendan. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the If Doc comedy winner, that's a biggie. How, how are you feeling now? Fantastic. Um, I mean, I wasn't going to come back, but actually, the, 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 the show's actually quite a tongue in cheek title because I wasn't going to come back, and then I figured, well, first of all, my agent was going, come back, you'll, you know, you'll cash in, make a ton of money. Yeah. And, uh, and I was like, I don't really want to rip people off. You know, there's been people coming to see us for since 1996 now, and it's a very loyal core audience. And then I realised that actually last year, after the award, and it was such a kind of big roller coaster from start to finish, because I was like the favourite within the first like four days, and I've been here enough to know that favourite never wins. And so with all that kind of furore going on, I, uh, I, I didn't really have a chance to, to thank the Edinburgh faithful and people, the punters that would have been to see me no matter what press, no matter what award, etc. And so I've kind of written a show that's a bit of a love letter to them. Just, you know, no pretensions, just, uh, you know, steak and chips laughs. Do you feel more pressure having one, or do no. you think it's off now? No, it's off. Well, it depends. That's completely up to me, isn't it? Well, I suspect so. Yeah. <laughs> that, that is. I can either embrace this, and I mean, you know, the, the past year has just been incredible, and it's been a deal sealer yeah, well, for have, everything. What have you been up to? And I've lost, uh, well, I just, like, I literally came straight here from Montreal, so I made a point of getting this show written before I left, Yeah. because I knew that I'd have to do last year's show again. And some people have said, yes, it took a long time. Do you feel, you know, do you feel frustrated why it took so long? But I don't think I would probably still be alive <laughs> if it happened earlier. I imagine eight grand would have gone straight up my fucking nose. Right. <laughs> You've had your time at the dance, haven't you? Oh, yeah. Uh, is, there any, is there any of that nose left? Way, we, uh... way, <laughs> way, way, way past there, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. I wouldn't so... be here if I was still in the dance. No, 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 exactly. Although you're looking fantastically pickled. Well done. <laughs> I mean, that is a compliment. Get fucked. That is... Because you have this reputation for being, for being sort of angry and furious. But my own first experience of meeting you was in a static caravan in Newquay. Um, I don't know if you... I don't, we were both booked to play a surf festival. And oh, I, yeah, yeah. It was beyond the that's task. A, that's a strange booking. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A surf I festival. I don't know how that happened. It won't, I hope, happen again. I, I was terrified. And then I'd had an awful time. And you, were, you made me soup at 3 o'clock in the morning in the caravan and said, welcome to the club. <laughs> well, you're not a comic until you've been booed off. Until you've, you've been booed off. Not only that, I don't, I don't really care about booing because I've never felt smarter in my life than watching a room full of people look like livestock. <laughs> Boo! I don't know whether to shoot you down or cut you into steaks. I'm embarrassed for you. Don't express yourselves that way. <laughs> uh, Brendan Burns, thank you so... <laughs> not you. <laughs> Specifically, I, I didn't think there was going to be... You know, when I... Turned up to the Guardian podcast with Brit Eklund fans. I, I figured it wasn't going to kick off. There we go. Yeah. Brendan Burns, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Uh, Brendan, what time is your show on? Uh, 8.55 at the Assembly. 8.55, the Assembly Rooms, Brendan Byrne, not Mondays. I take Mondays off. I can do what I like. Fuck you, I'm Brendan fucking Burns. <laughs> There we go. A little sneak well, preview of some of the material there, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Did you hear that? She said she's going to become Brit fucking Eklund now. <laughs> uh, a most unlikely double act, but a charming one to watch. Uh... <laughs> Newcomer Sarah Millican joined Jason Byrne and me for a chat to tell us all about her meeting with Jim Bowen. Hello. Hello. 
Uh, Sarah Milliken, Jason Byrne. Hello, nice to meet you. Hello, it's nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, good to see you again. Just giving a little bit away there. That's, uh, 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 how are you? I'm well, I'm well, thank you. How are you? Oh, fine, thank you. Thank, thank you very much for asking. You're welcome. Uh, no, uh... It's just polite, isn't it? It's very nice. No. You didn't do that, did you? No, because no. I knew how he was, because I talked to him beforehand like you did. <laughs> Jason. No, I'm only kidding. That's terrible. Uh, no, uh, Sarah, your show, uh, your show's called Sarah Millican's Not Nice. That's right, because I, I, I look quite nice. Uh, well, yeah. I like to think I look quite nice. I have, I have got a mirror. I do. I am aware <laughs> that I look like this. Um, but I'm a bit of a cow uh, in general, and I think everybody else is, but I'm just more sort of vocal about it. You're, you're, uh, you're out. In terms of being a cow? In terms of... I'm glad you added that bit on the end there, yes. Oh, yes. It's going to change the mood of the show, but yes. I don't think you can do that. <laughs> no. We could lift it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you could try. Um, how, uh, are you having a good time in Edinburgh? I am. I'm having a nice time. I'm eating more than I've ever eaten before. I don't know. You're supposed to not eat much, but I've been having four meals a day, which I suspect is one more than I'm supposed to be having. I plan to put on a stone. Oh. <laughs> so far. Uh, um, how many pounds have you, have you managed? Oh, so I'm not far? weighing myself. I'm just I'm, I'm sort of measuring my bulge over the top of my jeans and it's, it's progressing. Oh, well right. done me. <laughs> That's yeah. a brilliant never, way to go. I've never had a cheer for being fat before. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to keep putting the weight on. It's working. <laughs> You've got the new way for women. Well done. That's great. Put the weight on. Don't get it off. Brilliant. Absolutely. Uh, now, Sarah, you have, uh, you're not just here to tell us about your, uh, about your lovely show. Uh, you've also been doing a lot of good work around town in the name of The Guardian podcast. I certainly uh, have. Now, uh, you, went to, uh, you went to interview and meet uh, Jim Bowen for us. Is that correct? Yes, I did. It was very fun. What? I bet it was. What, what, what did you do? Uh, I went to see his show and I got to play Bullseye. How cool is that? Oh, that's <laughs> that is great. That is very, how, how did you go on? Um, we didn't win anything um, because uh, the girl who I was playing with won one thing and then I, you know, you put the... I, d I didn't really know much about Bullseye, which is probably a bad thing, um, but I managed to, to take her prize away by being quite skillful at darts. Um, did I didn't quite understand the concept. If you're good at it, you probably won't win anything. Mm, OK. Um, <laughs> but it was the questions that I was, it were more problematic. What, what sort of questions? Uh, they asked, he asked me, um, uh, is Errol Flynn his real name? And I countered that with, whose real name? <laughs> to see if I could trip him up, to see if he would then tell me the real name. But well, that would be brilliant if that was Jim Bowen's real name. <laughs> <laughs> name and, I, and I guessed, and I got it right. Can, then, can I ask, you know the darts when you're playing it? Yes. Are you playing just ordinary dartboard? Is that what he does? Or is he well, doing the sale of the black and in the red? Both. We did both. Because you see, before that, the only darts I'd played, I had a Velcro dartboard as a child. <laughs> My <laughs> mum was quite safety conscious. Um, <laughs> and uh, I didn't have any friends either, so I just played against myself. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> bless. I was very good, though. Uh, I always won. Uh, <laughs> Uh, now, did you, you challenge Jim Bowen to a game of Millican's Minute? I certainly did, um, but before that I had a bit chat with him. I couldn't just rush him straight in there, so I had a bit chat with him about how he was finding Edinburgh. And I asked him uh, if he went home after seeing some shows or if he hung around and, and had a few drinks. I'm a bit of a party animal, even at, even at my age, but not a, a raucous one. I, 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 to be honest, I, can't, I have trouble sleeping here. I don't ever had a drink or two. So it's purely medicinal, you don't uh, enjoy it at all? <laughs> It's early days, but how is it going so I far? Always, I've been three times now to, to Edinburgh. Um, 
And do you know what I enjoy about it? I, ju I just enjoy the energy of it all. It's fabulous atmosphere. I think it's great. Oh, great. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. Oh, have I you am. had a chance to see any shows? Yeah, we have. Oh, what have we're you seen? Going every we're going everywhere to see people. We saw two crazy Germans. A thousand years of German humour. And we absolutely fell about. So tell me, I do, I'm worried about you, Jim. Are you, oh, yeah. are you looking after yourself, Pet? Because normally I, I find I don't really eat enough and I'm not sleeping enough. How many meals are you having on average a day? Well, I'm staying at the Roxburgh for the month, so I, do, oh, I get a good nice. breakfast, you see. Right. And I get home, I have a burger somewhere. I, I go into the library here. Oh, yes. And I have those nachos. See, this, I'm not... I'm I see you as a you see, you it's sophisticated stuff. <laughs> oh, you see, I'm too common to no, know what not, nachos not, are. I do know, you don't know what Newcastle rugby team's called, I do know, I know that. but I'm a girl, that's I know, why. I know, I know. So you're eating, but you, that doesn't sound like it's healthy. No. Have you had any veg yet? Have you had any vegetables, pet? No, no. No, no I don't you do can't veg. get them in Scotland. You can't get them, they're really hard to come by. I've got an apple in my bag, at the end I'll give you that, OK? <laughs> and I haven't got a banana as well, but you can't have that because no. that's going to be my dinner. All right. <laughs> That's beautiful, wasn't it? Uh, nachos and burgers for Jim Byrne, no vegetables. I feel very... I was, I was mentioning vegetables in the last podcast. I feel that we're doing the Scots possibly a disservice. Uh, no, uh, possibly not. Um, <laughs> I, actually, you're not, because I, I did a show in Glasgow in the fruit market because they don't use it. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. <laughs> The biggest venue in Glasgow is the empty fruit market. <laughs> How did you get an audience, though? You wouldn't have got an audience because they wouldn't have known where it was. Well, they, well, no, I, we actually bust them there. Uh, they, were, <laughs> they were quite nervous because there were still, you know, strains of vitamin C around the place. <laughs> uh, Jim was asking, had he asked you a question about New, Newcastle? What yes, he did, because he mentioned that, I, that he'd noticed that I had a northeast accent. And then he, uh, one of the questions was about rugby, which I don't know anything about sport in general, or specifically. Um, and, uh, and he asked me a question about the Falcons, and, uh, and I didn't really know what he was talking about. But he, he kept saying, you will be really upset if you get this one wrong. <laughs> so I sort of guessed that it might be Newcastle, the answer. So, hooray! What's the Falklands? The Falklands? The what? Did you just... <laughs> Did you just say the Falklands? No. The Falcons? Yes. The Falcons, Newcastle. Oh, I thought he said the Falklands, and you'd be really upset if you didn't get that right. Falcons? I thought the Falklands were Argentina, so... <laughs> it was rugby, Flower. Yes, it's not... Oh, it's rugby. <laughs> You see, that's why the Irish are never in wars. <laughs> we, we would have attacked Newcastle by mistake. <laughs> I think you've had too many Neurofen, Pet. I know, yeah. Uh, now, so the, the real reason for you... Uh... Uh, the real reason for you meeting Jim was to challenge him uh, to Millican's Minute, a game uh, which involves you challenging fringe celebrities to answering as many of your daft questions as they can in a minute. Is that, is that correct? Well, I wouldn't have said they were daft, but thanks for putting that in there. Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, fair, fair enough. Um, <laughs> let's play Millican's Minute with Jim Bowen. Jim Bowen on Millican's Minute. Right, Jim, this is Millican's Minute. Right. Here we go. Right. If your house was on fire, what would you leave behind? The dartboard. What do you read on the toilet? Uh, usually a, a biography. Oh, oh, and, and who is it at the moment? At the moment I'm reading... Uh, uh, oh, uh, oh, come on, Jim. My Fair Lady. Audrey Hepburn. No, the man. Oh, oh for uh, God's sake. It's fine, you answered the question. Let's just plough on. What's your favourite film? Favourite film would be The Music Man, Robert Preston. And what's your non-alcoholic beverage of choice? Coffee. Coffee. What did you have for your breakfast today? Egg, bacon, white toast, marmalade and plenty of butter. Can you dance? No. 
Where was your favourite holiday? Favourite holiday would have been Blackpool in the 1950s. What's your favourite pudding? Uh, oh, uh, oh, bread and butter. Wow. How, how many did he get? He got eight. How, where does that put him? Uh, well, he's the only one so far, so he's winning and losing. <laughs> Thanks very much for listening. Here is the final section we've picked out for our best of compilation. That this man has broken the Guinness World Record for the most jokes told in an hour. We know that he was in Celebrity Fame Academy. We also know his show is called Punslinger. It's on every day at the Pleasance Courtyard at 6.15. Please welcome the Pun Master General, Mr. Tim Vine. Hello. Hi, Tim Vine. How are you? I'm extremely well, yeah. I, I, one of the great things about doing the festival is you just get asked to suddenly randomly go into a room and talk to someone like this. It's oh. <laughs> marvellous. Well, imagine how we feel. It's, uh, it's, <laughs> uh, uh, Someone's <laughs> taking pictures of me as well. Do you like photography? Yeah, snap. <laughs> Tim, now, uh, you, you're, you're, you're a pun specialist. Is that, is that true? Um, well, as a pun specialist, I mean, I've slightly... I've, this whole pun thing, I do play up to it a bit. It's not all puns that I do, but it's uh, lots of wordplay and silliness. How and long a few silly can songs. you go? How long can you go without creating uh, a pun? Without? Yeah. Like some sort of withdrawal thing, you mean? Yeah, I mean, because seven I'm days not... without a pun, that would be... Well, that would make one week. That would make... <laughs> <laughs> oh. Is that one all now? Is that one all? <laughs> I hope it doesn't turn into a competition because I will go down screaming. Um, yeah. uh, but seriously, though, when you're thinking of a new pun, I mean, yes. it's sort of just dating in your mind, would you say you've got a pun in the oven? <laughs> well, if that's 2 1, I better say Velcro will rip off and it's back on 2. Because <laughs> there's a rapid fire element, obviously, to, to pun telling. I do, yeah, I do lots and lots of jokes. I think it comes from being slightly nervous about the gap between laughs. I think that's how I grew into that style. I think I just thought to myself, I was looking at an audience and I thought, ah, so my paranoia kicks in, I think they're going off me, so I hurry to the next joke. Oh, right, you're frightened of any sort of dead air. I am. This, for example, yes. This, <laughs> this scares me. One arm butlers, they can take it, but they can't dish it out. That's right, I'm back now. I'm back. <laughs> Until May 2005, uh, I hope I'm right in saying, you held the record for the most jokes told in an hour. I didn't know it was May 2005, but, yeah, I guess it was about that. <clears throat> I held it for um, eight months, so that's probably right, yeah. Yeah, I, I, there was a, I, the reason I did it was because I, was, uh, I had a DVD coming out or something, and uh, exactly, yeah, there's right. a cynical reason for trying to break a record. But, Anything um, else coming out soon that we should know about? Another DVD at Christmas, funnily enough. But, oh, I look uh, forward to that. Do you know, I, I, I bought a DVD the other day, and I, it said deleted scenes. I went out and looked, there's nothing there. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I thought, well, I wonder whether there's a record for most jokes in an hour just because, you know, I was doing quite a lot of jokes. So I rang up the Guinness Book of Records, <clears throat> and they said there was, and they said it was 362 jokes in an hour from someone from uh, Estonia called Erki Kolu, right. which was maybe his first joke, I'm not sure. Um, uh. Hello, I'm Erki Kolu. One. <laughs> um, and I thought to myself, 362, I think I broke that last Friday. So uh, I had the sort of act that kind of lent itself towards that. Uh, how many did you manage? Oh, I did 499, but I have to say, it, it didn't last very long, because someone in America did 676, so as far as I'm concerned, that's the end of it now. You don't want to, you don't want to compete again? No, I've got a certificate. It's not sport comedy, is it? It's, it's, it's supposed to be entertainment. I don't want to get involved in a kind of backwards and forwards. This guy in America's 
fairly hardcore, clearly, 672. Does he, does he want to break his own record, you suppose? Is he going to keep boosting I don't know, it? but I'm quite sure that if I sort of beat his record, which perhaps with a push I could just about do, then yeah. uh, he'd come straight back, you know, and it's just, I've got, you know, I've oh, done it once. It feels like I'm going over old ground if I do that again. It would be quite fun if you came the sort of Sebastian Coe, Steve Overt kind of... Of, uh, of pun telling or rapid fire delivery, and the two of you have just started having this horrendous bitter battle. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch the rest suppose, of everything you do. It yeah. would exactly. Yeah, yeah. It would just look like I was obsessed. Then are they are they, uh, are they are they very specific about the rules? Then the Guinness Book of Records. Um, I mean, hopefully it's. Yeah, they actually said it. that every joke must have a beginning, a middle, and an end. It must be a paying crowd, and they must laugh at every joke. Now, the thing that got me about that was the thing about a joke having a beginning, a middle, and an end. Because if I say Black Beauty, he's a dark horse. That appears. <laughs> That appears to have a beginning, and, you know, where's the middle in that? And I was, start, I was worried for him. I mean, that's definitely a joke, isn't it? But I was worried for a bit that that might not count. I thought, well, I, was, I spent ages thinking, OK, Black Beauty, that's definitely the beginning. He's a dark horse, that's the end. Where is the middle? <laughs> and I, th- I think the middle is when you visualise the horse. <laughs> Uh, now, uh, you're having fun with your show this year? Great fun, actually, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I toured with it for a month before I came up here, so I feel like I sort of ran it in a bit, so I'm just up here enjoying it, really. Oh, really? Just going out and on the loudy, having fun? I tell you, I'm really, really into darts. I play darts every day at home. Um, uh, at home? At home, yeah. Is that, that's not that weird. Crikey. <laughs> <laughs> Home? <laughs> no, but it's when you go, oh, I really love coming to Edinburgh. I play darts in the flat I'm staying in. I mean, you could do that. No, no. I mean, if I said to the trapeze, OK, be surprised. <laughs> but, um, but I brought my darts with me. And I, and it's actually very hard to find a dart board in Edinburgh. There's lots of pubs I've walked into, and they've said, no, we used to have it here, but we, we don't, you know, they start, they start throwing it at each other. So uh, <laughs> we got rid of it. But I very excitedly found... Uh, um, a dartboard in uh, Brooks Bar in Pleasant Stone. And uh, so, I, I, you know, we most days I chuck a few arrows in there. Uh, chuck a few arrows. Lovely. Oh, yeah, I know the lingo. In fact, Eric Bristow came up to me. He said, he said, how come you put super glue on one of my darts? I said, you just can't let it go, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that, wasn't, that wasn't a long reason for telling that joke. I mean, I am actually playing darts. I think that was the longest oh, okay. lead-up ever. That was your beginning. Yeah. Uh, who, who do you play darts with? Well, uh, there's a comedian called John Robbins, who, it turns out, is quite good. He went out on 157 in, in Brooks Bar. Treble 20, treble 19, double top. I mean, that's, you know, quality. I imagine that's good. I got a couple of 180s that night, but, uh, but nonetheless, uh, he, you know, he, 157 was the shot of the night. Have you, have you been on um, Jim, Jim Bowen's show? I'm doing it tomorrow. Oh, are you? Take, yeah, yeah. You say it's just pleasure. You're actually training. Uh, well, the, the thing about darts is I think it's a little bit like golf insofar as there are days when you might think to yourself, oh, hang on, I think I've got the hang of this. And then there are other days when it looks like you have never, ever held a club before. And darts is very much like that. So, I mean, all the great dart players, it's all about the consistency. It's incredible. Um, sorry, you probably don't want to hear about darts, do you? Sorry. <laughs> No, it's great. It's, a, it's, it's great stuff. Um, <laughs> I was playing darts with a friend of mine. I said, nearest the ball starts. He said, bah. I said, mm. He said, you're closest. In 2006... Yes. Looking back, uh, you, were, you were one of the most talked-about acts of the Edinburgh Festival, and yet, crucially, you weren't, you weren't here. Mm-hmm. How did how did you make that happen? 
Well, I, I, it did make more of a splash than I was expecting, actually. But I, basically, I bought an enormous poster. It was, it was really, really, pro- very about 25 foot across, I think, probably, or maybe 20 foot. It was a very long way across, anyway. Very, very big poster. Big picture of me and my arms out. And it said Tim Vine across the top of it. And then in the bottom right-hand corner, it said, it's not appearing at this year's Edinburgh Festival. <laughs> and... Uh, and the reason I bought it was because I was there the year before and I saw someone with that site and I said to the promoter who took me up, I said, this is, what an incredible poster, I'd love to have that, it's massive. It was, I think it was Omar Jalili was on it the year before. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, I can sort it out for you if you like. So um, he, sort, he said, right, you know, you, you, we sort it out, you can have it. And then I, in the end I couldn't come up to the festival. But I thought, well, let's just put the poster up anyway. Um, so it was a get-out clause? Um, no, I just thought it would be amusing. It was, yeah, no... <laughs> It was frustrating as people would walk past and point at it and laugh. And you think, great, I'm slogging my guts out in some horrific basement to a bunch of Germans. <laughs> <Are they? laughs> but, I mean, who wouldn't, who wouldn't pay for that? Um, no. But it's funny because I'm here this year and, you know, the, the, I haven't got anything like the coverage. Yeah, no, no one knows. No one knows. Yeah. Yeah, well, they will now. Ladies and gentlemen, Tim Vine! <laughs> We're going to play out with a bit of stand-up from Australian comedian Jim Jeffries. I warn you, his material is not for the faint heart. Thank you. I don't like this is too early for this light, man. Hello, my name's Jim. You know about me already. I'm from Australia. I tell jokes and that sort of stuff. I work mostly in America now. And uh, I just come back from America. I was out there doing some auditions. And I met this girl in this audition that I was doing. And then in the afternoon, I get a call back to read with the same girl. So it's like we're mates now. And afterwards, I said to her, I said, Carla... Do you have any taxi cab numbers? I've got to get to my next audition. She goes, where are you trying to get to? And I said, Santa Monica. And she goes, that's where I'm going. I'll give you a lift. Now, please note at this stage of the story, I didn't ask for the lift, right? We go down to the car. She gets in. She unwinds me window. She looks out and goes, Jim, what's your full name? And I went, Jim Jeffries. And she went, wait there. Then she called her mum up and said, hi, mum, it's Carla. I just met a very nice boy at the audition today, and I'm going to give him a lift. But in case I get raped or murdered... <laughs> His name's Jim Jeffries. So if you don't hear from me in an hour, assume something bad has happened and call the cops. Get in, Jim, right? So we got like a 10-mile drive. I say fucking nothing for the first five miles. I just look forward. Then eventually I turn to her and go, you've just made this rape really awkward, right? She fucking freaks out. She slams her foot on the brakes. She skids off the fucking motorway. She starts slapping at me. Now I'm grabbing her wrist. Now I feel kind of rapey and I didn't want to. And I'm like, you offered the lift. I didn't ask for the fucking lift. You seem more concerned with solving this crime than preventing it. So I raped at a teacher a lesson. This isn't meant to be on a Guardian podcast, Miles. Perfect. I, uh, every time I go back to Australia, I get my, uh, my physical check done with me doctor that I grew up with because I trust him. And I take a lot of drugs and I drink a lot and I'm not here for long. And I've got bad blood pressure. And uh, so the doctor was doing my blood pressure in Sydney and he's like, Jim, your blood pressure's too high. You're going to have to go on medication. I'm like, well, I don't want to go on medication. He's like, well, you fucking have to because that's how doctors in Australia talk. And then he goes, I'll cut your break, go back to England, get your blood pressure checked again. But if you get the same readout or higher, you're on medication, right? So I go back to my English doctor, get me blood, uh, I go back to my English doctor, get me blood pressure checked again. I get exactly the same readout that I got in Australia. And my English GP goes, oh, you're good. 
And I went, what? The doctor in Australia said that was too high. And he went, ah, Australians with their salads and sport. (laughs) Their standards are too high. By British standards, you're good. So I'm an unhealthy Australian, but I'm a healthy British person. I think as my health gets worse, I'm going to move to shittier countries until eventually I'm the healthiest man in Rwanda. And there's going to be some doctor going, you've only got HIV, it's not even AIDS yet. Stop your bitching and join the soccer team. Uh, my name's Jim Jeffries, thanks a lot, goodbye, see you later. Right, I'm all done. Visit guardian.co.uk slash Edinburgh to find out more about The Fringe. I'm off for a crepe. For more great downloads, go to guardian.co.uk forward slash audio.